0: Hey y'all! It's Russ Parr, the Russ Parrcast. Thank you for joining us. Well, yeah, today I'm I'm gonna take you back, and I'm gonna, of course, uh, I'm gonna rant about a few things. Also, I'm gonna take you backstage. Yes, I'm gonna take you to the set of the Never Would Have Made It, the Marvin Sapp story. So it's, it's a wonderful story about Marvin Sapp, the gospel singer, and of course, uh, uh, it's very interesting. Life, sad. Uh, we'll have some fun moments, but I worked with a, a great crew and. Um, I wanted to take a few moments and go backstage and talk to them about what it's like, you know, to work on the on, on set, a movie set. And basically, you guys might hear something that you might want to do for a living. So I'm going to ask some penetrating questions. So let me let me just toss it to my uh, recorder right here. Here we go. All right. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yes, it's the Russ Podcast. And of course, we're we're backstage here. We're on the set of. I uh, never would have made it the Marvin Sap story starring Chaz Shepard. Chaz, um, quick question. I know you did a lot of research to, to prepare yourself for this role. Yes, yes, yes. What was it like working with Russ Parr? Oh man, it was par none. Par none. I mean, it was a, par was absolutely yeah. <laughs> right, right. Par none. It was a lot of par. Yeah. It was, it was,
1: it was, it was the. Be- he was the best par yeah. of the whole thing. Yes. I mean, Thank
0: that's you. what. As an actor, okay. you need your director. To be like that, he right. was the best par right. of the whole joint for me. Yes, I'm the only par here, so. yeah. <laughs> I love being <laughs> a Josh. part of this he because. The hair. Who is it? This? Uh, this is the Russ cast, oh, and of course what's going we are. On, how you guys doing, man? Yeah, so you've enjoyed so yourself. On I've this enjoyed show. myself amazingly for three weeks. Amazing. I'm I love you. Russ Par. I love these actors. I love everybody. Who doesn't everybody? want to be a par of I'm Russ, Russ Par? You
1: saying? Okay.
0: <laughs> who? That's just who? Where they do that? Now, now let me ask uh, all these lovely ladies, Jordan. Um, <laughs> I know that you've done a lot of really superstars, hair and things like that. But more importantly than that, all your skill level and all the years of training Mm What was it like to work with Russ Parr?
2: It was amazing. He works fast. He tells you exactly what you need and want. Yes. And we deliver and he's happy and even if he's not, we make it work.
0: Oh, that's that beautiful. So great. Uh, did you want to add?
2: Yes, Russ Parr is amazing, yeah, knows what he wants. Yes. And he tells us and we make magic happen absolutely. here. Absolutely.
0: You want to add to that too?
2: So actually, I mean Russ Parr is okay, but he still hasn't gotten me a sweatshirt yet. <laughs> oh, so that's how that works. Okay. I'm kidding. Okay. It's an you know, amazing second time working with Russ Parr. Oh, we absolutely great. love him. Oh thank
0: yes. you. Well, yeah, this is a, a wonderful show about Marvin Sapp, who is uh, a, a gospel singer that, you know, he's interesting life and we're chronicling it. And uh, I'm moving back into the set here. Uh, this is uh, the guy right here. He's the DP. It stands for uh, director of photography. Also, um, he's just a, a big fan of of mine. Uh, right, sir? I, I am, actually. I've...
1: Uh... Had dreams of working with this man, and this is a dream come true. And uh, yeah, man, it's just, I, I really can die tomorrow because I've accomplished everything in my life.
0: Is that incredible? His name is uh, Roger, um, and we call him Roger E. Lee because, you know, it's kind of like it reminds you of the, of the racist guy that was on a horse that had been tearing down the statues across the country. You know perfect. Right? Perfect. Yeah, I couldn't but say you what? But you know, we've been on this set for like three weeks and, well, what, three and a half weeks. Something like that. Uh, other than working with me, what was the other highlight? Man, like really just walking in and see you walk
1: on set in slow motion and the light was kind of shining down on like the shoulders and the head. And I was like, wow,
0: look at this guy. The daily applause that I get when I come on the set is just overwhelming. And I have to say that. But, you know,
1: it comes from me. I I try to clap the loudest out of everyone. And
0: and you know what? I I can look at him and I can tell he's clapping in his mind because, you know, that's you know, I I get in these guys minds and I just get them to work. But listen, we had a big uh uh, a big scene yesterday with uh, Marvin Sapp. He was pretty, pretty, pretty special, wasn't he? He was, man. Like he, he is able to relate to people
1: in a way where you feel like you've known him for a long time, and the way that he speaks and it's just it's awesome to see somebody who has touched so many people, but then also feel like you can sit down
0: next to him and this is like your homie that you've known for ten years, right? And when he says touch people, we're not talking about it in a way that gets you to go to jail or something like that. But, of course not. Yeah. No, but Marvin Sapp is, is a very special guy. And, and I got to tell you, Chaz, um, uh, is it Chaz Shepard, that's his name. I think I for, forgot for a minute. Just kidding. Chaz has done a wonderful tra- portrayal of this guy, don't you think?
1: He has, man. I think his rendition of the song, too, is like... It's, a, it's an ode to the original, but then he also put his own special sauce on it. And yeah. uh, I think it was great, man. He's, he's definitely
0: a special actor. Right. Now, this guy right here, man, he's a very strong DP. One of the best DPs I've worked with in this business for a long time. And just watching um, him light stuff, it's just so beautiful how he does that. Now, I'm walking around the set and I'm walking past the... Uh, sound people, and of course, Richard handles the sound. Oh, wake up, Richard. Richard, I know all oh, sorry, these Russ. buttons that you have to push and everything to make the sound sound really great with yeah. these actors and so on and so forth. With that being said, what was it like working with me, Russ Parr?
2: I tell you, working with Russ Parr is a pleasure always. Thank this, you. This is my second show with you, man. Yeah, and, and you and
0: enjoy it immensely, I bet. I, I, I really do. Okay. I love the way you run your set. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. I'm only talking to people that like me on this set. I just want you guys to know that right now. Uh, Case. Um, her name is not really Case. It's Kesey. It's um, uh, you are obviously, you handle all the, uh, the props and things like that, and mm-hmm. the food and, and stuff. How do you go about that fact of making sure they have the right food, but more importantly, the question I need to ask you, what's it like working with Russ Parr?
1: It's amazing, Russ, working with Russ Parr. It's yes. the greatest experience I've ever had. Tell um, it, girl. Picking out the props is, uh, I
0: just read the script. Oh, and and awesome.
1: I, I just make sure that I get what's in there and- There we go. And I make it happen that way.
0: Is there anybody else with that's back here, we're backstage on the uh, Marvin Sapser. Anybody else would like to kiss my ass at this time? For the, <laughs> nobody? You don't, you, don't, you don't want to add to it, sir? Yeah, I'm good. You're good? Yeah, I'm straight right. on it. <laughs> well, fuck you. All right. <laughs> Let's see if I can find anybody else that'd like to kiss my ass. Okay, nobody. They're busy in here, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of this way. I'm going to get out of everybody. But here, here's my, my first AD. This guy is wonderful because whenever we can't get a shot, he'll recommend people like the Pope People that are not even living anymore and have them come on this set. Uh, Kyle, I, I got to say, you know, you've been a, done a wonderful job or, organizing and making sure everybody's where they need to be. I think the most important question I need to ask you, what's it like working with Russ Parr?
1: Oh, oh it's great. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Learn different stuff every day. It's never a dull day with Russ yeah. Parr.
0: Okay. Don't listen to him. He's full of crap. Uh, but anyway, I, I just want to say that it's just been a wonderful experience. And, you know, it's not very often that, you know, I can get backstage and, and Hi. Uh, you, you've worked with us for a couple of weeks now. Uh, besides working with me, what is one of your highlights? Uh,
2: one of the highlights is just networking and being able to work with a lot of great creatives. We're all very passionate. You're supposed you know to throw what? me
0: in there. You're supposed to throw me in there, girl.
2: But most importantly, yes. working with
0: Russ Parr. Thank you. Thank you so much. I know a lot of people He's think amazing. this is. Uh, a lot of people think this is, like, self-serving. um, uh, uh, she does hair. She's a consultant in the whole nine on this project. And, Jacynthia, I know that you've worked with a lot of people's hairs and things like that. I think more importantly, and I think the most important question I need to ask you, how's it been working with Russ Parr? Oh, it's been amazing. I mm. love his attention to detail yeah. and how he just brings it home. I love it. Thank you, I so love much. you. Thank you. I really appreciate You're that. Welcome. Okay. Put your clothes back on, sweetheart. We're all good. All right. Just kidding. I, have you been enjoying yourself on the set too? I have. Tell everybody what you do.
2: I am my name is Tier Moray. I'm a production designer.
0: Right. And when you do production design, because there's a lot of people listening right now mm-hmm. that would like to get into this business and everybody thinks, oh, you gotta be an actor or this or that. But there are so many other jobs that need to be that done. That is so true. And do you really enjoy that?
2: I really enjoy my job. I love my job. I love that everything is I get to be creative every day. And that's the best part about it.
0: Besides loving your job, how much do you love working with Russ Parr? Ooh. Um, Okay, well thank you. She (laughs) got This is Jimmy. He's
1: actually
2: I will say this. Russ is actually one of the people in this production that makes it like worth it. Like showing up every day. Thank and so. that is very rare in this industry. So yeah. you made me like
0: really enjoy my job. So hopefully that. I gave you what you wanted. Oh, want absolutely, you, you have. Okay. Uh, we complain about it later, but we do it in your face.
2: <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, you
0: guys, Uh Jimmy, um, Jimmy Watson. <laughs> yes, with a name like that, you actually think I'm getting ready to talk to a brother? But I'm not. He's a white guy, um, and he's one of my buddies. Jimmy's one of the producers of this of this show. Uh, Jimmy, uh, again, I've been walking around asking important questions about production, about the acting, and how we put this whole thing together. And it just he keeps running back. People just want to know <laughs> what you feel about me. I mean, what's it like working with Russ Parr? Russ Parr is a great human being, great director, probably one of the best directors we've ever used. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, no, nah, he, he goes out of his way also to make sure that Our talent are happy and are doing a great job. Mm -hmm. And our crew Mm -hmm. cares a lot about our background, our extras. He just really cares about everyone working with him. Jimmy, thank you, man. That is so nice. Uh, Jimmy works for Swirl Films and um, based out of Atlanta, uh, one of the best production companies that's in the city, actually in the country, to to be keeping honest with you. Uh, Obviously, you know, I have time to talk because we're in between shots. And hey, Micah, Micah, Micah runs all over the darn place. Micah, I know you've worked on a number of uh, movie sets and so on and so forth. Yes, sir. I got to ask you a really tough question. Yes. Uh, what's it like working with me, Russ Parr? Well, what it's like working working with Russ Parr? Yeah, yeah. What's it like? Automatically, whether you're an ant on the ground, or you're a god in the sky. Come you on, feel respected. Man, that's beautiful, Micah. That, that was a really nice thing for him to say, and I didn't even I didn't even tell him to say anything. Uh, did you want to add something? You from the DMV? you Ain't gonna give me no love. I love you, Russ. Oh, okay, uh, that was Cece, and you know Cece just like comes to work and don't take no t- don't take no mess. I gotta say that. Um, DMV, that's right. Um, so one of the actresses that is in this movie, um, she plays Melinda Sab, um, and she's absolutely wonderful. Her name is Amber, and Amber, this is the Russ Park cast, and and we're backstage here. I know it took a lot to get into this role, and and you're an accomplished actress. I think the most important question I have to ask you: What's it like working with Russ Parr? Oh. (laughs) Oh. Okay, I remember that. (laughs) Okay, it's Amber. I've worked with her before. Okay, (laughs) put her in the other pile.
2: (laughs) No, it's absolutely wonderful working with Russ. Actually, Um, we're moving right along. He knows what he wants. Mm -hmm. He's creative. Throwing things in, getting the party popping on a higher scale than what we even started from.
0: Thank you. I'm here for all of it. I appreciate it.
2: I appreciate it.
0: No, thank you. I really appreciate that. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. No, I got to tell you, uh, the chemistry between um, her and Chaz as uh, Marvin and Melinda Sapp has just been phenomenal. And you guys will see that. Uh, This movie will be showing up on TV really, really soon. Dantez. Uh, we found you working at a strip club as a bouncer. This is true. Yeah, this but but true. this man is a genius at putting hair on people's heads and making beards. Where are you from, man? I'm originally you know, from Cleveland. That's important. What's it like working with me, Russ Parr? Well, he's a little hard, but he did good. I <laughs> mean, you know, he's, he 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 gave me some some encouraging words, so I'm I'm exci- I was excited to work with Russ. Are you from Cleveland? I'm from Cleveland. Oh, really? I'm originally from Cleveland. Okay, Ohio. I'm gonna be nice to you because I'm sure you have a weapon on you. <laughs> I. <laughs> No you know okay. you know we just ma- you know you know we just make anything a weapon I, I appreciate it. you know we yeah. just make anything a weapon oh absolutely I see you just grabbed that little <laughs> seat stand there and if I say the wrong thing that's going upside my head no I don't want no trouble no I don't you want know, I just want to keep it cool okay walking around the uh the set here and of course um, the eIC from TV one his name is Jason Ryan probably. <laughs> the worst eic i've ever worked with but i gotta ask you a question man um you've been working on this 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 movie i know it's been like a real big passion for you this is our last day of shooting uh i know you're getting kind of emotional but you see all this coming together and i know you've been sitting next to me every day um what's it like working with russ parr uh plead the fifth okay good <laughs> he drank it earlier um also, one of the head production guys over at Swirl Films, his name is Gold. Gold, uh, did you want to, um, you know, add to what's it like working with me, Russ Parr? Uh, you want the truth? Yeah. Or- Actually, no. Just you know, stretch it a little bit. You know,
1: embellish if you can. Okay. <laughs> when I tell you every day working with Russ Parr is like heaven on earth. I mean, he's tell it. so creative. Preach. He gets in the talent's ear. He's very great Preach. with the crew. Preach. I mean, this guy is everything that I want to be when I get older. Wait a, oh,
0: wait a minute. Now, see, you went too far. Oh, my bad. Hold me back, Jason. Hold me back. Okay, all right. I just, I just want to comment that Gold is a known liar. <laughs> oh, You can okay. do, do with that information whatever you whatever want. Whatever I want with. <laughs> He's a known and liar. And the truth you know? is not going to set him free. <laughs> a, you know, you're damn right. I lie about everything. So Absolutely. who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you, guys. Um, those, are, those are the executives that I have to work with. But I have to say that it's just been a really rewarding experience for me because um sometimes when you you start working on sets and doing movies it can be a long tedious process but these young folks that i had an opportunity to work with it just made it a joy to go to work and you don't get that all the time but um i wanted to do this because it's the last day of the shoot and just kind of go around the room and talk to people and see what it's like to really work with me i mean it's a blessing to work with russ Parr. Uh, that's exactly what it is. Uh, Shelby is a scripty, and, and a lot of people don't know what scripties do, and I'm going to let her explain that to us right now. Shelby, w- what is exactly that, what you do? How can you describe what you do?
2: Um, I keep track of the continuity of the project, so not just continuity um, over the whole story mm-hmm. between scenes, but within shots within the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, a basic example, if um, an actor picks a cup up and places it in another spot in the scene, um, I have to make sure that that cup is in the same exact spot, same spot. Um, when we go to the next setup. Um, that's just a basic, so I would say. You
0: can never watch a movie and enjoy it because you know <laughs> that in that scene a second ago, his cigarette was smoked all the way down to the butt, and then in the very next frame, it's like a no fresh still, cigarette.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You hate yeah, that. Pretty don't
2: much. You? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And bothers me.
0: You could a great movie can be on, but you don't enjoy it.
2: I can. It. I can still. I find ways to enjoy it because I know at the end of the day, it's yeah. it's a movie. We're doing it for.
0: There is nothing more enjoyable in working in this business than having said that you worked with Russ Parr. Would that be an accurate <laughs> statement? Why are you laughing?
2: I can confidently say there has been nothing more enjoyable than working with Russ Parr. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> she said what she was supposed to say. That's a very beautiful thing. Okay. Well, um, moving through here. Uh, these guys are focus pullers, and, and, and if you guys don't mind, can tell everybody your name and, and what you do.
2: Hello. Uh, my name is Colin Murray. I'm the ACAM uh First AC, uh, we we kind of like pull focus, make sure the cameras are safe, uh, move lenses, and just make sure that the movie overall stays looking good, stays sharp, and that the cameras stay correct and they match, and the movie just stays looking good overall.
0: Introduce yourself. And
2: my name is David Bielitz. I'm the B cam first AC, and I do basically everything that he does, just a little bit better.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Got it. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you're supposed to do, man. But more importantly than that, I mean, the fact that you guys keep track and make sure the cameras are in focus, Working with Russ Parr has just been a true pleasure for you, hasn't it? Oh, Oh. absolutely! Oh my God! Oh yeah! You know, Uh,
2: (laughs) Russ Russ Parr um, really steps out and goes above some of the other other directors I may have worked with. You know, he really he really knows how to how to tell a story, interact with the talent, and get the emotion and really get the frame that he wants out of the movie.
0: Man, (laughs) you picture
2: everything like Steven Spielberg is known for. Russ (laughs) Parr just does it, just a little bit better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Love this dude. You're on the next shoot, baby. You got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, Spielberg. You know, Eastwood. You name them. We're all in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. But anyway, um, no. It's just been a pleasure working with all these folks. And uh, they're first teaming in, that means they want the main actors in there. And that's what we're gonna do now. We're going to uh, get ready to shoot one of these scenes, some of the final scenes here, of the um, Never Would Have Made It, the Marvin Sapp story. And uh, I'll give you details as to when it is going to hit your tube real soon. All right. Uh, Welcome back to the Russ Podcast. Okay, yeah. Uh, very interesting questions I was asking those people that had to work with me. Uh, when you're the director, you know, you really want to kiss up to the boss, and that's why I was asking people to kiss my ass with their comments, and they did it, because they know they want to be on the next one. That's how that works. You know, you kiss my ass and I'll hire you again. All right? <laughs> all right. Really, that's not the case. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time now for my rants. Yes, just things that I like to talk about to get off my chest, so here we go. Ladies, ladies, gentlemen, I gotta tell Well, listen, you know, I got into a debate uh, yesterday with some folks about the LBGTQ community and how maybe they're taking advantage of this cancel culture. And look, anybody listens to me, they know that I'm a strong supporter of the LGBTQ community. All right. But I got into a debate with somebody because. He was a a black gay gentleman who was trying to compare the civil rights movement to the LBGTQ community. And I struck a nerve with him because I said, you cannot draw that comparison. And I think it's unfair. And I think a lot of this cancel culture stuff is is gone beyond ridiculous because there are people losing their livelihoods over something they said four and five years ago. Now, he kind of agreed with me on that. But when I said you cannot compare the civil rights movement to the movement of the LGBTQ community, I said for one main reason is because it's not my fault that you hid who you were. Me as a black man, I cannot hide who I am. I can't. I can't do that because you can fade and say, OK, I can be a, a white man and never know that you're gay. And I could care less about your sexual preference. It means absolutely zero to me. But do not compare our people that have been stripped from their homes, our women that have been raped, our kids sent off to other people, working fields. To this day, you can't get a loan to be discriminated against on a regular basis. You want to compare pain? We can do that. But what you're not going to do is sit up and say it's the same. It's not. Now, you being a black gay man... It's double jeopardy for you because you're gay. You're going to get ostracized by your homophobic community. And at the same time, you're going to have the same discriminatory practices done against you as done against me as a black person. So I understand your anger. But you know what? We cannot give other folks the idea in their head that, well, we need to cancel this and that, blah, 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 because we suffer just as much as black people and indentured slaves Throughout history, it, there's no comparison. We're talking apples and oranges. So be mad at me if you want. Call me what you want, but I'm not falling down for. Oh man, how dare you say that? Then, dude, hit me. I dare you say that on the radio. I'm like, obviously, you don't listen to me that much. Oh look, I just said it. F- it. All right, that's my rant, y'all.
1: Ladies, ladies, ladies gentlemen, I gotta tell what
0: I feel. You know, I saw something and it got passed around through my family. Uh, Sarah Jakes, T.D. Jakes' daughter, she did this thing on YouTube, and I highly recommend you guys, like, you know, kind of look it up. And I think you can get something from it. But it was called, like, Daddy Issues. It made me cry. It just made me feel just horrible. I think about my wife, who grew up without a daddy, basically, and so many other people that are affected by it. And there are a number of things that, T.D. Jake said, because he said it so eloquently, you like, okay, man, that makes a lot of sense. But when you start thinking back and processing it later, then I started formulating different opinions. Uh, For example, he said this to the grieving women in this room who feel like my father loved, didn't love me. He wasn't
2: there for me. Very seldom do men leave their children. They leave their situation or they leave their spouse And they don't know how to build a relationship with the child apart
0: from the mother or the mother won't let them. Okay, see, that's been like a standard excuse for a lot of men. Well, my children won't let me see my baby and this and that. And to me, I think what he said there was very relevant. But I also look a little deeper. Are we giving men another excuse? Now, I'm not doing a mail bashing thing. I'm not talking about if it doesn't apply to you, then that's not what we're talking about here. But for a lot of men, it's about dollars and cents. I don't have the dollars, so it doesn't make sense for me to be around. That's maybe one part of the equation. The other is, is that if you watch this whole thing, he's talking about we're still a work in progress. He just said, hey. I'm trying to raise somebody when I'm still not done raising myself or being raised or going to the next level, understanding who I am. So how could I be a benefit to this young lady? And that could be considered an excuse, too, because we're always going to be a work in progress. When are we ever going to be done with being raised? And understanding there's more to being a father than just a paycheck. And using the moms as an excuse. That could be the case in some cases, but not all. We have a lot of women that grow up without their fathers because their father might be mad at mom. And we can flip it. Moms are mad at dads. And there are a lot of moms that keep their children from their father because their relationship isn't working. And that has nothing to do with you. All you're doing is scarring your child for your own selfish reasons. Works on both both sides of the fence here. So my whole thing is, is that, yeah, T.D. Jakes, eloquent, just incredible. You have to go to YouTube. We're going to post it. T.D. Jakes' daughter, Sarah. And they're talking about daddy issues. You might see yourself in there. But evaluate what's being said and see if it is applicable to you or somebody that you know. That's my rant. There it is, the Russ Podcast. I want to thank uh, all the folks that uh, work with me on Never Would Have Made It, the Marvin Sapp story. And I'll keep you abreast as to when that movie will be done. The interesting part right now is editing it and making it make sense. That's just what we're doing. And I want to thank you guys for listening to my rant. You don't have to agree with me, but you guys can go to Instagram at RustparShow or Twitter at RustparShow and leave your comments and get at me. Thank you once again for joining us on the Parcast.